but I want to share what's, you know when you know that something's happening because God starts to turn the prayer from petition to thanksgiving, to praise, to, to uh, preparation, to heart attitudes that will be required of me, not for the ones that I'm interceding for, the multitudes of people that have been displaced out of fellowship, out of service. They've been hurt. They've been wounded. They have been disillusioned. They have been lured away. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's where God finds his. He says, those are all my kids. And I called them by my name, and I created them for my glory. And I'm now speaking to the places of captivity, and I'm saying, let them go. Let them go. So that, that's, that's been like going since before Easter. That prayer wasn't something we planned. It was just something that started to be repeated and started to become a passion. Then, now all of a sudden, for me, I'm praying preparation of the heart. Lord, how am I going to respond when you do what you're about to do and what's it going to do in my own displacement? How will I welcome what you're bringing? How will I receive who you're giving? Uh, and it's kind of exciting. It's kind of scary because you. it's like... You're, you're preparing in agreement with the Lord, and now all of a sudden, it's not trying to believe him to do it, but to prepare yourself for when he does it, as he does it. Does that make sense? I don't know if you're feeling that, but that was, I was really noticing that today, attitude of the heart, how I responding, because when the 11th hour workers show up and Jesus starts blessing them with everything we, we've got for working 12 hours, and they only spent one hour, there'll be envy, there'll be jealousy, They'll be, what, what about me? When the prodigal starts showing up from wasting their inheritance on riotous living, some of us who've stayed the course and have never, never disobeyed a father's command. <laughs> you have to laugh, right? Because I have. Well, you know, we're going to wonder, well, how come you never gave me anything? So our bitterness and our roots of judgment will show up and we'll have to go, oh, healing now. But God's faithful. Because what I'm seeing in the praying is it's about every heart returning to the Lord, my heart returning to the Lord, every heart. And there's a place of an encounter that I'm coming into that's making my heart go, oh, I'm alive, I'm refreshed, I'm, I'm encountering Jesus in a, in a new way and yet in an old way. I'm returning to love, first love and I'm stepping into through open doors of no man can shut. It's a whole spectrum. So I really, really appreciate it. Let me share a few more things. If you're on, on, online and you want to share what you heard, if you were here or prayed with us during the day, and you weren't here but you prayed at home, please share. And then, uh, Eddie, will you come up and share? We're going to do some testimonies, and we'll, we'll break up in small groups. We're going through the Bible. We just started Matthew Last Thursday, we're at Matthew 7 today, and Romans last Thursday, we're at Romans 7 today. We'll break up small groups, talk about what God's saying, and share, and I'll share with everybody online. My story began last Wednesday, and I, the Lord had prompted in my heart that you, I should be involved in the 6 o'clock to 8 prayer time. Oh, so I came and I went because uh, I went into the room back there because this, all these were locked and I saw Kim uh, 
scared enough, she was in the presence of the Lord, just praying her heart out. And the presence of the Lord was right there. And I said, well, I thank God for these ladies. I thank God for those who are really have a heart for people, have a prayer. And the Lord gave me a verse that I shared with excuse me, that I shared with uh, Kim, which I want to share with you. It's from Habakkuk chapter 2. It's all about us as individuals deciding we're going to wait on the Lord. It goes like this. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. And what I will answer when I'm corrected. That was what was ringing in my heart. He said, Lord, this is my watch. I'm just going to be here and wait for you to speak. If I need to be corrected, I want to hear it. I don't want to be a hindrance to what you're about to bring. And so that became the theme last Wednesday. We just started praising the Lord and just saying, Lord, we're here for you. There's nothing in us except the grace you've given us and the love of God shared abroad in our hearts, as King James will say. Today at 6 o'clock in the morning, Kim was there, of course, before everyone else. She was there before 6, and she was just ministering to the Lord. And Larry C. came joined us and he asked what is this thing I hear you people doing this what sounds like a chanting that's can, can I have some of it and so we prayed for him to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and we believe that the Lord answered our prayer because the glow in his face and I pray that he would receive his prayer language and be able to pray in the spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. He has such a searching heart, a heart of, of a child like, uh, like uh, Peter said, willing to have anything the Lord has available to him. God bless you guys. Take your watch, stand on your watch. Okay. Father, I pray for everyone here today, Lord. Yeah, let's stand up so we can receive. Anyone who hasn't signed up yet, Lord, I pray you touch our hearts that we might come into this prayer of privilege before you. I pray for everyone here, Lord, everyone represented here, that we take our place on the wall. Yes, Lord. And seek your face and wait for you to speak to us. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You can be seated. Thank you, Eddie. Rosie had that same word, Eddie. He, same, same word about four hours later. And we went right into Habakkuk and the whole very thing. Very powerful. Peter. You were there before me, though. Did you want to share? No, I already shared. I'm good. I want to make room for a lot of people. Well, what was that sister, uh, Ryan, you know her name, the one back there that was praying about the rain initially before you read, um, 
Isaiah 30 about the ring. Anyway, our sister back here, I don't remember her name, but she was started out with a very declarative prayer about the rain falling. And I know you guys remember, right, last Saturday when it rained, right? Mm -hmm. It was raining all in the wee hours, and it rained actually through the morning up to the afternoon. Um, and I, I, I couldn't help but feel the Lord was telling me that um, That scripture that the Lord talks about, he reigns upon the just and the unjust alike. And I felt like the Lord was telling me that the state of California, in spite of all the things that are happening here, God, look at all the revivals that we've had in California, the moves of God in spite of all the other things that are happening with politics and the economy and the school system, one of the greatest school systems at one time in the country, now that's changed. And we also saw one of the most prosperous places also. I remember when I started in the aerospace business in 1980 at Lockheed Aircraft in Burbank. Aerospace was 72% in California. Now it's about under 15% now because of the change. There's a lot of things that have changed in our country, education system, everything. But God told me he's going to visit. Yes, he is. He's going to visit California again. Yeah. And it's going to affect not just the church and spiritual things, but it's going to change the economy again, and it's going to change a lot of political leadership, and there's going to be a turning. But um, after that, Brian shared in Isaiah chapter 30. If he wants to share that, I'll let him share that. But uh, and I looked at a sequel, complementary scripture in Deuteronomy 11 that came to me after he read that scripture. And it says in Deuteronomy 11:13 that it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today. What's the commandment? To love the Lord, your God, and serve him with all your heart, with all your soul. Mm -hmm. then I will give you the rain for your land in its season. The early rain, now some believe that's the early church period and we're the latter rain, but also California in its early years, 1906 was it, the revival, Jesus people revival, movement in the 70s. And I'll give you the early and the latter rain. You may gather in your grain your new wine. The new wine is the new word, the new move of God. The grain is the new, new nourishment that God's going to give us in your oil, which has to do with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, a fresh new anointing. 
and I will send send grass in your fields and your livestock. That's the produce, prosperity of this state, that you may eat and be filled. And so I just thought about that, the the rain. The Lord told me that that was a sign of the coming mercy of God upon California. And that we should loose the rain again in Jesus' name. Loose the rain in Jesus' name. Loose the rain in Jesus' name. It would be more than just the physical rain. Can we all stand? Yes, let's do Because I believe it has to do with the rain of God in many, many dimensions. So can we just say this together? Lord, we release the rain. Lord, we release the rain. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We believe for the outpouring. We believe for the outpouring. The, the former rain and the latter rain. The former rain and the latter rain. Bring it down, Father. Bring it down, Father. With your mercy. With your mercy. Upon the just. Upon the just. And the unjust alike. And, and the unjust alike. Lord, as you bring justice. As you bring justice. Bring your mercy. Bring your mercy. We take the sign of the rain. We take the sign of the rain. As a new outpouring. As a new outpouring. For the state of California. For the state of California. For the United States of America. For the United States of America. For all the prodigals. For all the prodigals. That have gone away but have returned. Have gone away but have returned. We receive your mercy. We receive your mercy. We receive the outpouring. We receive the outpouring. Let the fountains of the deep come. Let the fountains of the deep come. And the rain of the heavens. And the rain of the heavens. Come down, Lord. Come down, Lord. And refresh your people. And refresh your people. And bring restoration. And bring restoration. And repentance. And repentance. And renewal. And renewal. Of hope. Of hope. And faith. And faith. In your blessing. In your blessing. Upon this land. Upon this land. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Brian. So we were we were here too, and, and just that you know it's it's funny because it's it seems that the more people you get in a group, the more agreement you have to enlarge yourself to get to, and there was so many good words, so many scriptures that were brought out, and so many things, and, and we just we covered the you know the. The, the rain for the state, but also the rain of the Holy Spirit in the in the uh, the the coming of the 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 flood of Holy Spirit that's coming by by coming out of each and every one of us, mm-hmm. and it, so there was just so many things going on, and and I mean I, I came to the watch at two. I started two, and then I just kind of brought everybody because my day was already busy until I got there and so we just started out of out of Colossians 3 about bringing bringing ourselves taking us out of where we were at and bringing into heaven 
We take our minds out of the earthly realm and out of the place of bread, and we submit ourselves to God and his word, and we submit ourselves back to him, and, and that, and so then, then we just started hearing. We started hearing all these different things, different scriptures and that, and, and by the end, we were, we were praying for rain and, and that, and Pastor, I, I, don't, I don't want anybody to, to, to you know, I, I brought up that scripture you brought up yesterday in Isaiah 30, because uh-huh. yesterday it just it struck me when you said that that there was there was that that our state in our out of uh, Samuel First Samuel 15 you had mentioned that the the sin of idolatry is is stubbornness witchcraft yeah. and that so I had just I had just been been sticking with me and so I just been been asking the Lord where am I stubborn. Where do I want my way and not your way? Where do I want, where do I, where do I default to protecting me and not, and not looking for someone else's place? And so when we got to the rain, I just, I, I read that scripture and then I brought up the part about the idolatry and that, and that I, I kind of felt like that, that God was, God was being merciful to us in, in all of it and was gonna pour out the rain, but he was gonna first pour out the rain on our hearts so that we could let go of those things that we've put before him. That idolatry that starts in stubbornness that I know better and that. And so it was a, a really awesome time. And then I got out of my watch at four o'clock and the next watch came in and, and I went back to my office and. Next thing you know, I just got a whole bunch of other stuff that just took me right from the, 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 the wonderful heavens that we were in, took me right back to the temporal and the, the tyranny of the urgent and that. And so I, I, I say all this because in the midst of our watch, I think it was Rosie who said that the Holy Spirit was coming in a way to remind us of the words that Jesus had spoken to us. And so now I'm in the midst of in the midst of all the the rest of the afternoon from four to till we started service, and I'm just kind of getting overwhelmed by circumstances, overwhelmed by con- confusions and thoughts and things and and all that. And then the real the real cool part was, I remembered the word that was spoken in the watch. I remembered that that Holy Spirit was going to come and remind us of the words of Jesus. And right then, right in the midst of all the, of all the chaos, Thank all you. the confusion, all the circumstances, the stuff the, that was right there in the midst of it, all of a sudden I started remembering the things he was speaking in the watch. I started remembering that he said, I'm gonna pour out rain. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. I'm Lord. Remember, he, we prayed for the prodigals out of Isaiah 43 verse 5 and it says just to read the first part it says fear not for I'm with you mm-hmm. and I heard the Lord say fear not right in the midst of all the confusion he said fear not I'm with you and all of a sudden this, this, this faith started coming up inside of me but it was because all of a sudden now I started taking what I heard and what I had heard and what he was saying and I started speaking it back to him I started saying, yeah, yeah, Jesus, you are Lord. 
You're Lord of the accounting system. You're Lord of our finances. You're Lord of the media and the technology. You're Lord over this. You've got this. There's, there's nothing I can do to change any of this, and you got it. So I just started using my mouth to make him big in the small circumstance that I was in that seems so big and so overwhelming at the moment. And in the midst of it, all of a sudden, none of that really mattered anymore because he became big. Yeah. So I wanna, I wanna bless you today. I wanna bless you with that, that small, simple word that says that the Holy Spirit is gonna remind you in the midst of your circumstances of the words of Jesus. Mm. Because when you get a word, it changes everything. So Heavenly Father, I wanna thank you. I wanna thank you, Lord, that you take us, that, that you didn't take us out of this world you left us here. Yes. You know, you were taken up and you, and you went out, but you left us here. And now we have a relationship with you, Jesus, that, that is based completely on your word. And your word is truth over all circumstances. So, Father, I want to thank you that, that, that Jesus now sits at your right hand forever making intercession for us. I want to thank you that, that, that you cause life to come to us by the words that you speak to us out yes. of your word. Yes. So, Father, I receive that. And I want to thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are now coming to each and every one of us yes, in every circumstance, in every situation, in, 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 in big moments and in small. You are speaking your word. You are reminding us of the word that was spoken. You're reminding us of the things that Jesus has said to us while we're reading aloud our scriptures in the morning, while we're holding our place, we're abiding in you. So we receive from you now a fresh understanding, Holy Spirit, of the words that you're speaking. And Father, we now then, when we hear it, we turn and return and come back to you. We bring, I bring my heart. We bring our hearts back to you and submit to you and remember and remind ourselves that Jesus, you are Lord over all circumstances, in all situations, big and small. Yes. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Who's next? Rosie. Rosie. Then Diane. Anyway, I just wanted to um, kind of add to what Pastor Brian was saying, and uh, I really feel a sense that somebody needs to hear this, and I don't want to keep it to myself because I just had a revelation that was so awesome. And uh, I when, 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 uh, there was so much going on, and I was here actually 1.30 because when Pastor said he would like to see more, you know, I mean, group praying or adding or whatever and and I said well I'm busy you know in the office and everything and then he says Rosie I would like you to come too or and I made a commitment so I said to myself okay Lord I'm going to ask my team to join me and so just gradually I just share with the 
my team and Bernadette, and she is covering for me at 1.30. I says, oh, I'm going to come at 1.30. And wow, I felt like I was stepped step in heaven. And everything was just flowing and everything. And then when um, Diana was, Diana and Allie was, was worshiping, I'm like, whoa, this was really the really strong. I mean, everything was just breaking loose, and I saw angels flying and everything. But when you tap into that realm, it's so awesome because uh, it strengthens you, and it just seems like you're just so filled with, I mean, you're just, uh, things start shifting. Your whole <clears throat> mentality was just, everything earthly thoughts would just kind of shed, and um, it's just so powerful. And the revelation that I got when they were singing, um, they were talking about how big God is, how magnified he is. And then Allie was saying that um, she was thanking the Lord that she could see and, and all that. And I was just getting so excited. And, and then the, the, the Lord was just sharing with me the last several days, I want you to visualize. And then Pastor uh, Diane was saying, dream big and imagine big. And I was just like my, my the spiritual mentality was just, just going really uh, uh, creative, creative. And so I just want those who are having a, a play of not understanding God, don't even understand him. Don't even try to, don't lean to your own understanding because his ways mm -hmm. and your ways and your thoughts are not his thoughts. Don't even try to overthink it. He says, I want you to imagine. Anybody can have an imagination, just like a kid. They have such an imagination. And the Lord was showing me, he says, there are th three heavens <clears throat> or three, three levels. And he says, I want you, and then the word this, today I, I got from Habakkuk 2, and I just, he dropped that this today, Habakkuk, yeah, the watchman. Mm -hmm. Yep. And all I see was eyes. And uh, the Lord was showing a big, huge heaven. And he was just, he, he just took over heaven and angels. He wants us to visual how big he is. He's sitting there and just watching us. And he, was, he wants us to look up all the time because there is a second portion on the earth where the enemy or the darkness or whatever, I don't know how to do all the teaching, but he showed me in the visual that God is so big. He's in control. He is, he is just awesome. And I got so excited because I know Jesus but I, this is what, you just have to be honest with him. Just, just be real with him. Because I know Jesus and I know the Holy Spirit, but I don't, I'm kind of afraid of you, Father. I don't even really understand you, but, you know. But he says, just look at me as a loving Father. Imagine. So every day when you wake up, imagine how big he is. And he watches every move you make. And if you have an impossible situation, you just ask the Father to just 
moved and shift and there was a lot of movements around mm -hmm. here because of prayer. So I want, I, the Lord is shifting. I, 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 I sense we're, never, we're not gonna go back. It, it, there's something that is happening in the realm that we're moving forward as, as, as the bride of Christ. We'll never go back. So the Lord wants you to just visualize that he is up there watching every move that we are making and the enemy has nothing on us mm -hmm. and we're right here little little life you know like i don't look at us as ants but it is something that amazes me that ants move all the time you know and there's life and that's how we are with so much life and the lord wants to impart that energy of life and excitement and know that you can come to him at any time. So I, I, don't, I just want to impart that. I want you to receive it, and, receive it and ask the Father that he is going to give you that visual and not fear. You have to open, just like uh, uh, Ali was saying, I can see. So basically what I'm asking the Lord to give you that revelation, the Father sees you sleeping, eating, everything you're doing, and if you ask him, he will prosper you, he will, let, he will be with you, he will just clothe you, he's the best, he's the best provider. Yes, he so is. Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus, who I know personally, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, I can come comfortable to you. I thank you that I see you. I see you now, right now, looking at us all. And we're not afraid to look at you and ask you forgiveness for everything we are doing that doesn't please you. Every movement that displeases you, we can quickly ask forgiveness. When we have a little thought of another person, the father looks at you and shakes his head, no, 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 child, don't do that. And Lord, I just pray right now a release of awareness, awareness of the surrounding of the spiritual realm, where the father's house is. Because Lord, we are movements, we are vessels, we are energy, we are your creating. And your word did say in the beginning, Genesis, that, um, uh, you create it by words, and you're going to end it by words. So, Lord, we're just going to commit ourselves to visualize, create, and be good stewards in every word that we are saying, Father. We come against any vain imagination, only good imagination, and we just thank you that it's going to be creativity, and we will never be the same as we see the Father God look on us and we look up constantly so thank you father for everything you're doing and we we thank you that you're going to continue to add numbers on our daily uh with our prayer watch father we just in jesus name amen amen thank you thank you um so i uh, ali and david and i uh, step in about 3.30, 
and uh, today Kareem and Dennis joined us. So, so we had a full worship team up here. And then Mike Scherer comes and he leads um, from four to five in here. And then they go into the prayer center while the worship team rehearses. So it's been really fun because our team has been building as well. And today we had some extra people. I invited a friend, she came. Um, Lori's always here with us and it's a, it's a really sweet time. Um, there was a lot just prophetically of, of us, you know, Allie was singing, um, you opened my eyes to see, I was blind, but now I see, and you know, you're a big God and you're great and your voice is greater than the sound of the ocean. And, and so we were just beholding in worship that magnitude of God's majesty and his holiness and his glory and, um, and then he kind of led us towards the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we kind of broke out in a little bit of like a joy dance. And Mike and his little girl, Lila, just started dancing. And Wes got up and he just started declaring about the joy of God exploding and exploding in our hearts and overflowing. And we just, we just entered into that place. And, joy and peace and and then we just started singing about um the fruit that i will be fruitful mm -hmm. with love with joy with peace with patience with kindness with goodness with gentleness with faithfulness and with self-control that i will be fruitful and the fruitfulness of god will be pouring out, spilling over our lives, pressed down, shaken together, spilling over, an abundance, an abundance, and it just got bigger, and it just got bigger, this abundance of God and the joy of the Lord, and it, it caused us to step out of whatever place we were in, in the natural, and to enter into all the promises, and we were declaring them, and we were, we were yeah, Karen was here, we were just showering the promises of God out loud yeah. and, and in declaration, which led us to, Kelly, if you can go to Psalm 1. It led us to Psalm 1 because we were talking not just of rain, but of drinking of the river, of drinking of the rivers of the water of life. And so that led us to this psalm, and I just want to read it to you. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And when I walked in earlier today, sorry, go back, Cal. When I walked in earlier today during pastor's watch, he was, he was praying this, not this psalm, but he was saying, Lord, it's not our place to, to speak blessing of one side and cursing of the other to bless God and then curse man. That's not our place as children of the Most High. Because we're blessed when we do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. This is the world. This is not the house of our Father. So, but our delight, verse two, is in the law of the Lord and in his law, yes, we meditate. We're not yes. meditating on what the world is doing. We're not meditating on the sin and the destruction. God prophesied all of that. We don't sit here on Wednesday to meditate on what the world is doing. 
We come to meditate on the law of the Lord and to delight in what he has said and what he has promised. And this is where we began to sing today. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. And we sang that over and over. Drink, drink of the living water. Drink of the rivers of the living water that your leaves may be plenty, that they would be green, that it doesn't matter if there's a storm. It doesn't matter if there's a drought. Your leaves will be green and they will be alive and there will be fruit out of our life. The fruit of the Lord as we drink of his living water and we just sang it over and over and over and it really just overtook so if you'll stand with me Mm -hmm. today i just want to release that to us yes yes as the children of god in the house of our father we are coming into a season of fruitfulness because we are being taught we are being instructed we are being discipled to drink from one source we are being discipled to drink from the rivers of living water to come hungry, to come thirsty, and to come ready to the table of feasting before our Lord. For he has prepared a banqueting table for his bride, for his church in this moment, to dine with him, to feast on his goodness. And so, Lord, we come to your table. We come to your table to eat and to delight in your law, to drink of your rivers of living water, that our eyes would be open, that our hearts would be full, and that fruitfulness would be in every area of our lives, that our arms would be full of the fruitfulness of our God, that love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control will be our natural response to everything Mm -hmm. we see, to every act of wickedness, to every act of sorrow, to every befuddling moment. The fruit of our Lord will come bursting out of us into our circumstances and will begin to change and our leaves will be green our leaves will be alive it won't matter if we're in storm it won't matter if we're in drought we will be green and our leaves will be alive and there will be healing of the nations in our leaves and there will be fruitfulness in our lives and to all who would come into our sphere because we have drunk of the living water the rivers of living water delighting in your law oh god may this be a fruitful house in jesus name amen 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 Well, let's go ahead. We've got 10 minutes to break up and have a chance for each of us to share what God's saying to us, especially in our reading. And uh, Ken, if you know how, I'd like to go just on to the online and not in the house. And we'll do that, and then we'll come back in 10 minutes for a blessing. Release it. Okay. Praise the Lord. God bless you guys. Oh, you know, when we started reading the New Testament, uh, this year and I've read through the Gospels now a whole bunch it's just calling me constantly to watch the Son of Man walk out 
perfect fellowship and agreement with the Father, obedience to the Father, and could move in the faith of the Father no matter where he was and no matter who he was in, interfacing with. He was never thrown off his union and communion with the Father. So I, when I started reading uh, the Sermon on the Mount, at first I realized, yeah, boy, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, very concise, very complete, like the full, full version, I could see that, well, you know, um, that's the standard of the kingdom. That's the kingdom, you know, constitution, and yet it's not anything I can myself perform, and I've tried to many times take a portion of it and just say, I'm going to learn to do that, but it only goes so far, because if I'm doing it with flesh and I'm doing it with my soul, it only... I run out of ability. But when God comes in, he begins to reveal this is who he is. And I go to Jesus and he starts to make it like, oh, no, you're not the one that's going to originate this. You're the one that's going to submit to this. You submit to my word, then I will, by my spirit, empower you to, to let my word sanctify you and bring transformation from glory to glory. So today... Going through, I went through all five, all three chapters again. I just had the time, and I felt like I just wanted to read it in continuity one more time. And I watched how Jesus was contrasting how he's saying, okay, there was, this was written. You've heard it said before. You heard this said before. But now I say to you, now I say to you. And it's been shared before that he, he the law was dealing with, the flesh and was invoking the sin that is in the flesh and therefore was making sin even stronger and making sin even more sinful. So it became an obvious issue that had to be atoned for. But, and that's Romans 7 today. He said, where there was no law, there was no sin. I didn't even know I wasn't supposed to covet till the law said don't covet. And that Romans 7 talked about the birth, that being married uh, to the law, which is, which, which was, bringing death in us, we had to die so that we could now be married to Jesus. So again, I'm going through chapters. I don't go pick out if I wasn't just reading through and reading together with each of us. But when I, when I got, by the time I'm in chapter 7 of Matthew, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the affection of the Lord toward me in my journey with him, recognizing my own limitations and his unlimitedness to bring to pass what he was doing. Because the judge not. I love this judge not because you be judged. And with whatever judgment you judge, you will be, um, will be your judgment. And the point is, whatever I'm judging somebody in is because I've got a problem with that in my own life. The things that I don't have a problem with, I have, don't have a problem judging others about. But when I can't get that one thing out of me, I see it in everybody else. So he goes on and he says, you know, you've got a plank in your eye. And you can't go to your brother who's got a splinter or just, and, you know, speck and say, let me get the speck out of your eye when you've got a plank. And I used to think that, yeah, you're just a hypocrite. You know, how, you have a bigger problem than the person you see it in. But then you realizing it's not my capability, it's my it's my submission to the Lord and his word and letting him take me into the truth and experience it. I heard this all of a sudden. First remove the plank from your own eye and then you see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. It was like, of course. It's when I experience my salvation in my area of need, when I come into my honest encounter with my plank and God deals with dealing with it, then 
I can share the testimony of my, of my freedom, which is the clearly way to remove it from my brother's eye, which is that he hears himself. Oh, I see by your testimony what Jesus is doing in you, and now I can see what he's doing in me. And it's like the woman with the, ish, the Samaritan woman, all of a sudden what you're hiding comes to light, and the encounter with conversation is is liberating, not, you know, not like, oh gosh, I now feel so bad about myself. Now I got to go try working. Because that, that's not what the Sermon on the Mount is. It's the standard of the kingdom, but it cannot be produced by flesh and blood. So he, I love this uh, narrow way, press in. It's easy to, it's easy to go to hell. It's easy to miss, miss the place, the entrance and the access. Then he went on, and he talks about false prophets. You don't have to worry about, you look, at the, you look at the fruit of their life and not just their words and their prophecies, but their whole spirit by which they operate. Because you can be a wolf in sheep's clothing, but you tell a tree by its fruit. So the fruit, and I've shared this with my kids forever. I said, you know, when you talk with somebody at school and they make you feel bad, that's because they feel bad about themselves. Because the fruit of their soul is now being projected on you. They may be making fun of you, but they really don't like themselves because that's the only kind of fruit that they have, so it's coming out on them. But then verse 21, he said, For not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall I enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And then I read again, and I thought, man, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and then, and done many wonders in your name. And today that popped out, done many wonders in your name. So you would have to consider that group or that person a very prosperous minister prophesying, casting out demons, and doing many wonders. But Jesus did not have access to the person in a true and honest life relationship. There was no submission to the word, no letting God know me, no turning from my evil ways, no letting him convict me of my sin. I just was flowing in the anointing, and I consider the anointing knowing. But it isn't knowing because Jesus said, I will declare I never knew you. Depart from me who practice lawlessness. Every time I read that, and it's there, and it's in Luke, it always convicts me of not pursuing things that look for, that demonstrate power when I need to continue to desire the, the, the honest connection. And I'd rather be brought before the Lord, humbled. I'd rather be that man who realizes that I've missed the mark and I'm asking for mercy rather than the one who can pro, uh, proclaim my, uh, my, my good deeds and my fasting and my, my uh, tithing, and therefore I'm not like other men. So he ends with saying, you, if you just practice what I'm saying, if you, if you bring yourself to one of these portions of who I am and what my kingdom operates like, and then say, Lord, how do I, I want this to be in my life. So I want you to know me. I want you to know, man, I've been praying a lot just recently because of people's needs in the body that I'm aware of. People I'm carrying in, the, carrying in prayer, and I'm wanting to see breakthrough. And then I'm walking with Jesus in the Gospels and watching the way he is the Son of Man, just as I am a Son of Man. I am in that same possibility of Jesus 
to do greater works than he did. But he did it through the fellowship of the Father. So the Father was in him and he was in the Father. And it was the Father in him doing the work. So I'm listening. So I'm anticipating the greater works of Jesus. But then I'm also reminding myself today that, well, I just don't want that to be my proof that I know you. Because I don't know you by what I do for you. I know you by your knowing me. Us being one-on-one. And you're the one who always wins, and you always get to bring me my truth. So I want to bless you on that and then pull the rest of our body back together. So everyone online, wherever your position in the Sermon of Mountain we've done over the three days, that you go, wow, that is like way over the top. How would I ever be? You will not be. You'll just receive Jesus being that for you. But it doesn't excuse us from not becoming in Christ what he has become for us. As he became sin for us, we're becoming the righteousness of God in him. And we're learning to, to submit to his voice as we, he submitted to the Father. And we're learning to live not seeking the pleasure of man or the honor of man or the praise of man, but the, the pleasure of God the Father, the praise of God the Father, the honor of our God. So I release what God initiated Jesus when he spoke and called the mountain to himself, spoke to his disciples. This is the, the constitution of my kingdom. This is who we are and how we will be and how we will relate to each other. Lord, anoint us with fresh understanding and submission. And we rejoice that our king is the humblest man that ever lived and is still ever living. You are humbler than Moses. You are more lowly and meek. And you are the only one that can bring the kind of rest to our soul that we're longing for. So let that rest come to us in this next season. And as we start tomorrow in Romans 8 and Matthew 8, let us just discover the freshness of the new sound of the possibilities of living in fellowship with you all the time. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Okay, if I can... um, Go ahead, pull everybody. I just want to release a blessing. Don't stop praying and talking. But Lord, I just thank you for that we've been together and for the fruitfulness of prayer, for the intimacy of prayer, for the power of prayer, for the repentance and prayer, for all the movement. And I ask that in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, who was present through the entire 12 hours, communicate the blessing into the living body of Jesus at Jubilee Church. Every living member online, in the house, and those who will watch later, and those who never get to this broadcast, but you get to get, you get to show up in their prayer time tomorrow morning. Make us one. There's one body, and there is one spirit, and we are called in one hope of our calling. We want to enter into you in totality, in all ways, in Jesus' name. Amen.